Ladies and gentlemen, it's Coffee and Mames. Just a little intro before we start the show. Thank you for listening. Good to be back. A pleasure, a treat, an honour. Uh, if you are enjoying the podcast, you can get an extra episode a week now on the Patreon. Uh, there is a bonus feed. You get uh, a little uh, special RSS feed that goes into your podcast app of choice. And you get an extra episode every week on a Friday. Uh, it's a fiver or some bollocks like that. Um, take you a few seconds. Uh, there's also all the old um, Jungle Ain't My Hamsters, uh, which was an audio book uh, that I wrote and almost finished. Uh, but there's a good few hours worth of it on there, and uh, it is very funny, according to my mother. So you can grab that. But yeah, extra freaking episode every week. Yeah, if you're in the mood for it. If you're not, fine. I shan't force it on you. But remember that I love you. Okay, goodbye. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was DJ Brocky and Ed Solo with Echo Box. Ladies and gentlemen, it's two, 2023. The day of the week is Tuesday. The time is one minute past eight. The show is Coffee and Memes. Uh, the person uh, talking to you is me. The person listening is you. I don't think we need any further introductions. I think that's pretty much all we need. We're here. Our ears are open. Our minds are firmly closed. Our opinions are, are already what they are. Our minds are made up. We shall not be swayed by people in the comments section. We shall not be swayed by the pundits of GB News. We shall not be swayed by the insane ramblings of be it Lawrence Fox, uh, be it um, Tuka Suleiman, uh, be it... Uh, Benedict Wong, uh, be it the Beach Boys. I don't care how many times they try and tell me that the storm is coming, that Q is real, and that this January 6th will be the one. So please, guys, you take your pet sounds, uh, get back into your basement, bloody well chill out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're here. Another week. Another night at the coalface, chipping away at that sweet, sweet coal of reality. Chipping away at the fossil fuel of life. Sucking on the tit of love. You know, 
just literally just just sucking a guy off with your ass um ladies and gentlemen i apologize for that i don't know where that came from it's coffee and memes steady java ah, much too potatoes. loud that's all i want you're getting on you're pushing 30s love you know it's time to think about getting some ambition oh i always figured i'd live a little bit longer without it don't forget kid that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy and that's funny and it's 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 kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes on Threshold.fm uh, podcasts um, and all of that caper. Um, few bits, few bits. Um, any housekeeping from last week? Uh, don't think so. Um, those of you that have not joined the Patreon yet, you miss a really good uh, fifteen-minute dissection uh, of the all-you-can-eat buffet uh, that I had before doing. And the last show, you'll have missed crucial de- details of my recent weight loss journey. You wouldn't want to miss that. Wouldn't want to miss that, would you? Um, we uh, we hear from a man uh, that was gay and then wasn't gay. Turns out, still is gay. Um, even the power of the Lord um, couldn't stop him. God bless him. Um, we we <clears throat> heard from from a woman that believes Beyonce to be a witch. It's nice. And all kinds of other caper. There'll be another bonus episode on Friday. Go and join the goddamn Patreon if you know what's good for you. This week, however, we've, well, big news. The big news is, and in many, many people are saying that it's actually been thanks to our coverage of him on the show. Uh, I don't know if that has helped or hindered, um, but our boy, Charlie B., Charlie Bronholm, uh, the world's most notorious prisoner, the UK's most expensive prisoner, has been released. He has been released from prison. Um, I, I just, for some reason, had not got the story up. Um, uh, it, perhaps he's not out yet, but he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to come on the show. I don't know if he'll be starting his own podcast. I would have thought, presumably, that would be the first thing on his list would be a start a podcast um but we'll have to find out you know ordinarily under these circumstances we'll play a bit of music and then i'll be able to dig that out but you know we've already played we've already played you know echo box by you know brocky and ed Salo at the top of the show uh, if you missed out on that one that's your fault um you rewind it if you listen to the podcast and you somehow come in later. I don't know how you do that, but you know, what whatever. Anyway, Charlie B's out, we'll we get a bit more coverage on that. Um also in the news, Kanye West, no longer an anti Semite. How would you How? How has he changed his ways, you might ask? Perhaps he read books, perhaps he went and met with some Jewish folk and realised that maybe we are all just one peoples, you know, while we we are all together, just we're all just ourselves together, you know. We're all just we're all just scum, you know. And at the end of the day, we're all equal scum, you know. We're all we're all equally dreadful, 
really, in our own special ways. Different kinds of dreadful, but all equally dreadful. All right, there's probably a f- there's probably a few rotters out there, you know, that, that are especially, but yeah, just few and far between, aren't they? How did he do it? Did he go and speak to you know to some rabbis? Did he go speak to some pe- just people in the street? Were it people? Was it people on the internet that changed his mind? Did he just have a change of heart? Did he just think, you know what, might be onto a wrong with this one? No, he watched Twenty One Jump Street with Jonah Hill, and was so blown away by the slapstick comedic genius of young Jewish Jonah Hill. I didn't know he was Jewish. I, you know, I'm perhaps not as up to date on these things as I, I could be. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, it's my Judah is, I, I guess, badly tuned. Um, but apparently, his performance so sensational that it's that it's changed Kanye's ways. He now says he loves Jews, and uh, he's back in the game. Yeezys are back on the menu, ladies and gentlemen. Don't dust your take your Weezys out, your Weezys, your Yeezys out of the loft. We're putting them back on, baby girl. We're putting them on with no socks telling you i will be rolling into tk maxx tomorrow morning not a sock in sight with my fake yeezys that i bought in vietnam a few years back that are much too small and hurt my feet and so have never been worn um yes i'm the type type of guy to buy fake yeezys in vietnam in 2017 i will be wearing them with pride I will be etching a star of David into the into the end of them, and I will be trotting from TK Maxx uh, to New Look to Next to Moss Brass uh, with my head held high and a Kanye T-shirt on, uh, and I and I hope you all do the same. Uh, imagine that! Imagine having Twenty One Jump Street change your life. Twenty One Jump Street changed the world, man. You know, it's shown. Everybody, not just Kanye, is shown everybody out there that hate can be comment- combated. And how can it be combated? With having a laugh. Bit of a joke, eh? You know, banter. Yeah? <laughs> just make him laugh. You know? If uh, perhaps at the beginning of it, when he, you know, when he was, you know, when he was going, when he was on the Alex Jones show, giving it the big un, mask on, all of that caper. Perhaps Woody Allen had just popped out, dropped a few gags. She's not actually my real daughter. She's just like, no, she's an adopted. Obviously, she's not looking at her. She's not my. But it's the kind of love you wouldn't understand. Terrible Woody Allen impression. Really bad, actually. Like, offensively bad. Like, but you get the picture. You know, are we, you know, I think we're, yeah, are we on the, approximately on the same page? Fine. God. Not good, though, let's be honest. You know, I, you know, the, the show didn't start up again uh, before the whole Kanye saga or during the whole Kanye saga. So we weren't here to dissect it in the way that only this um, embarrassment of a radio show slash podcast can you know, from this, from our unique perspective of standing for nothing. It, uh... All I'm going to say is that, if, you know, for, for anyone out there, if, you, you know, if you, if you start off on a trajectory 
and you get going and you build up a little bit of steam behind it yeah and then uh it turns out that sort of you've acquired a few new boys all, along the way you you got you know your boys have there's been perhaps a changing of the guards let's say and your boys your new boys are Milo Yiannopoulos and Nick Fuentes uh that should be a red flag that perhaps your trajectory is off and perhaps you know your instruments need a little bit of recalibrating you know your your north star is perhaps is pissed you know you you, you might want a little bit of a sort of uh address the sort of I don't know opinion spirit level perhaps that it might be a little bit where Fuentes little Nicky Fuentes you know hops on board for the ride uh it's worth having a little having a little think of you know what I might I might be onto a wrong in there you know I I don't know if anyone saw I'm sure many of you saw the uh recent Louis Theroux that had uh, uh Fuentes and some of his uh, fellas, let's let's his cronies. What are they called the Groipers? Or was that a different thing? I, I don't know. I can't I can't keep up with this nonsense. Um, but I mean, fair play to him. He had some wacky. Did have some wacky opinions. I mean, you. I was sort of half expecting through was going to go out there and was going to find some pretty like dull like conservatives or something that would just. I, I, I don't know, and then he, he Fuentes pops up, uh, and he's like, I, "Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna level the women shouldn't have the vote." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's just oh, that's, okay. You, well done, Louis. You found some you found some characters here." Um, yeah, he and you know he's got his his sort of show in his basement, which I guess is you know his little version of coffee and memes. Um, it's obviously a little bit more racist than mine, um, but. I've just look the point stands if if you've gone off on one you know possibly you're on the tail end of a bit of a bender you know you started you started on the perhaps you started on the th- you had the Friday off work so you've started hard on the Thursday night you've rolled through and then Friday night comes round someone's got a couple of tickets for Andy at XOYO yeah they've got a couple of tickets for Andy and they got a pocket full of dingers so you go to see Andy, you get in there, you get all dinged up, yeah? You're rattling about like a bloody, like a bottle of pills. You got them ding-dings rattling around your coupon, and from there it gets, starts to get a little bit hazy. Not really sure what happened on Saturday, but suddenly someone's telling you it's Sunday. And you're not really sure where you are. You're probably at it, it's someone's house and you're in the kitchen. You know, you're racking up something. What is it? Is it gear? Is it crushed up pills? Is it meow meow? You don't know. But there's a couple of gentlemen and they're very enthusiastically telling you things as you're racking it up. And you're thinking, all right, yeah, maybe. A little bit wacky. And you turn around and you sort of just, your vision starts to sort of unblur, starts to slightly focus for a second. Uh, you realise um, it's, it's, it's Yiannopoulos and Fuentes. They've cornered you at a house party that's been rolling on since, since Andy on the Friday. And they're telling you they're going to make you a big star. I'm telling you, that's the time to go home. That is, honestly, that's that's time to call it a night. If you ain't got the money for an Uber, you're going to have to walk. I, d- I don't care if it's on the other side of town. You're going to have to walk. Fuentes and Yiannopoulos are on your case. It's time to go home.
Time to go home. How dare you? Fritzel's back in the news. Uh, eyebrows, moustache and all. Um, <clears throat> uh, Joseph Fritzel says he's a good person and gets uh, hundreds of love letters from women. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say 100% of those women will be white women and that white women must be stopped. Uh, clearly, clearly mistakes have been made here. Also, what's worth noting is how many love letters have you got recently? Eh? Is it none? Because for me, it's none. And if Fritzel is getting hundreds, that's not good, is it? That seems there's a discrepancy there. I think I'm all right. You know, I don't think I'm the best, but I've never like. You know, I've I've never had a basement full of imprisoned uh, incest children. I, you know, I've I've made I made the odd bad decision. You know, I've cashed a few bad checks in my time. You know, I nearly saw the nearly saw, nearly saw the inside of a cell once, but you know I, that was from having too much of a good time. That was not from building an underground lair. You know, of an imprison an. Imp- imprisoning my own children uh i i can say it, it absolutely was not for that i really really want to be clear about that i really i look okay a few things i'd like to be clear about i i'm not hanging out with nick fuentes nor milo yiannopoulos nor uh do i have a fritzel dungeon okay so we'll be really clear about that i've started this podcast as an act of good faith restarted it as an act of good faith and I would, I would really like those rumours to stop. Okay, Joseph Fritzl says he's a good person and gets hundreds of love letters from women. Wow, Joseph Fritzl, yes, yes, um, and a responsible family man. Oh, he's trolling. He's just trolling. He has to be. Um, yeah, which is kind of like Freddy Krueger saying he's a certified sleep therapist. Um, good one, that Bible. Uh, the 87 year old convict uh, I'll be honest with you he looks good for 87 um, the 87 year old convict is currently serving a life sentence after it was discovered that he had been holding his daughter Elizabeth captive for 24 years oy vey uh, Fritzl kept her locked away in a soundproof dungeon uh, in Austria uh, convincing the rest of the family that she'd run away and join the cult ok look let's get on to the love letters um, but um, um, guys um Oh, okay. Shockingly, he's now working on a book uh, with the help of a lawyer, Astrid Wagner, uh, titled uh, uh, Die Abgrunde des Josef F., uh, translated as The Abyss. The Abysses of Joseph F. Jesus, man. Let's... Uh, um, passages quoted in Austrian and German media see Fritzl uh, make a wide range of claims uh, that that show he's still unwilling to take accountability for his crimes. Um, he's arguing that he's a good person, responsible family man, and also brags about receiving hundreds of letters, mostly from women who are in love with me, he says. Um, that Bible's playing a video of Richard Hammond uh, to go with this article, uh, which, if you think about it, does make sense. Fritzl also expressed that he doesn't understand why his wife, Rosemary, uh, who didn't know about his crimes, left him. <sighs> so many questions about this like I mean 
I don't know who should you be impressed with him for being able to hide, you know, his um, Tyronic, isn't it? That it's called a Fritzel dungeon, and his his name is it's Fritzel. Um, but he was able to hide that uh, with his uh, without his wife ever ever seeing it. Um, or should we just be a little bit more, or you know, is less credit to him and and more sort of. Um, I guess cynicism towards the wife and her inability to notice the, you know, the dungeon. Um, other passages uh, printed by local tabloids uh, make the claim that the former electrical engineer fathered a number of illegitimate children around the world, saying he has uh, children with several Indian women, uh, an African son who today is a respected lawyer. Um hey listen all i'm saying it doesn't matter you know even if you you know even if you're from the poverty of africa and you your dad's joseph Frist, Fr, joseph Fristel, joseph bristol joseph it's joseph bristol he's got an underground lair full of laughing gas and side trance wah, wah. um even if you you know even if you're from the developing nations of africa and your father is joseph fritzel if you grind hard you can become a sex, a, a sexual, a successful, respected lawyer. As for his life behind bars, Fritzl described befriending a sex worker. Um, oh, a sex worker murderer who cooks meals for him in prison. Uh, but I can't eat too much because I don't want to get fat. I hate fatties; they're the worst. Alf, oh, what a bastard! Oh. Um, his real, his real, his real. Why can't I talk? What's happened here? This is a new development. His real crimes are, of course, his bigotry. Um. Anyway, enough about uh, him. UK's UK's most married man uh, moving to care homes, claiming that wives have worn him out. <laughs> claiming that wives have worn out his body. Oh boy! Wow. Um. Yeah, okay, so from the looks of things, old fella, 74, Ron Shepherd Looks exactly how uh, you would imagine a 74-year-old man called Ron Shepherd, uh, who, by the looks of things, has had a string of Asian brides. Uh, he looks exactly uh, how you would expect that man to look. Uh, he looks like a sex tourist. Uh, there are polo shirts. Um, there are unflattering glasses. Uh, quite a large head. Um, big... Uh, facial features, large ears, comb over. Um, he he's you know he's ever uh, ever the sort of um, you know picture perfect um, sex tourist. And and God let God love him. At least he's not a scrounger, you know. Ron Shepard, seventy four, has hit headlines over the years for his many many marriages, having tied the knot no less than eight times. Shepard now feels his dating days are over. Plans to enjoy his later life in the comfort of a care home. Uh, he is due to leave his two-bedroom flat in Somerton for a new life in a care home in Isle of Wight, where he can be a little close to his family. Shepard has eight children from uh, his marriages. First got hitched when he was 19. Uh, to a woman called Margaret. Uh, the pair of three kids. All right, this is just a sort of, this is your life for some old creep. Come on, it's got to be a bit more. Uh, nah. Nah, it's nothing, man. Sucked in, you know, and then, you know, led led down the garden path, led nowhere around the back of the shed. It's nothing, you know. Not even any girly mags behind it. 
waste of time, isn't it? Anyway, update on uh, last week's... Uh, what's her name? Uh, her name is Julie. Uh, uh, Julia Wendell, uh, which is the Polish girl who believes she may be Madeleine McCann. A woman claiming to be Madeleine McCann, has, she's on, been on Dr. Phil. Great. Perfect. Um, that, I'm sure, will do her all the favours in the world and absolutely not make her into a meme. Dr. Phil, who, you know, of course, has been sympathetic to the likes of the Cashew Outside girl, uh, to the um, Ukrainian... Was she a Ukrainian um, dwarf uh, who tried to kill her whole family and pretended to be a child? So is she... Look, these... This the sort of Ukrainian dwarf uh, girl. Um, I haven't heard that much about her recently. I mean, sure, the Ukraine's been in the news, but not the Ukraine that I'm interested in, which is the, you know, the psychotic Ukrainian dwarf girls. Um, I mean, dwarf, orphan, yeah, great. Um, where is she now? She was on Dr. Phil, season 18, episode 43. Um... In case you're unfamiliar with this story, a family in America adopted a Ukrainian orphan girl. Nice thing to do. Uh, turned out, though, however, uh, not so much an orphan girl, uh, so much as a adult um, with a form of uh, dwarfism uh, where she seems uh, a little, perhaps, you've seen Hezbollah. Uh, surely on the internet, the young gentleman who looks like a toddler but is in fact 20 or 19 or 21 or something. That vibe, yeah? Except it's a girl. And anyway, she's also turned out to be psychotic and attempted to poison and kill the whole family. Um, so they basically did a runner from her and then she was trying to prosecute them for... Um, neglect i think or uh, neglecting a child they were like turns out she's not a child um and so therefore you can't be you can't neglect a child if there's no child um and anyway escalated she went on dr phil a uh, bit of a hoo-ha um don't know quite what's uh what's happened in recently though Oh, the, the trial is still ongoing, by the looks of thing. Ukrainian adoptee Natalia Grace Barnett's parents' trial moved. Ah. Trial dates postponed for adoptive parents accused of neglecting Ukrainian-born girl. Uh, Michael, Bar uh, Michael Barrett's trial on allegations he neglected his adopted daughter, a Ukrainian orphan with severe dwarfism, was postponed from uh, September the 12th to October the 24th, uh, which has been the uh, date of the trial which has been the trial date for his ex-wife, who's facing identical charges. A new trial date bumps Christine Barrett's day in court, but her new to blah, blah, blah. The reason for the delay uh, is because defence attorneys have not been able to take depositions from everyone on the state's lengthy witness list. This has been going on for years. God. I mean, what a, what a nightmare. You know, you t no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, there's a documentary about it. Oh, need to give that a little watch. Uh, yeah, you try and do something nice, adopt a you know adopt a wee orphan girl. Then she tries to kill you, and then uh, she sues you. <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. Anyhow, um, look, let's back onto this uh, 
a young lady, Julia, who's claiming to be uh, McCann, I can get it to, uh, I'm going to have to turn the ad blocker off, which upsets me, but if we, we want to watch the video. Here we go. Oh, sweet Christ. Whatever this is, I do not endorse it. Just to help you find answers. That's that's what you want, right? Yes. When did you first So she's in America? You might be Madeline McCann. It was on June 2022. This was the first time when I uh, started to think that maybe I'm missing child. Well, let's take a look at some of what you have posted to social media. And this first image, Madeline has uh, this defect in the iris it's not the same you have that same it's going in a different direction phenomenon right i mean very faded a little faded now um but yes there's also a mark on the face correct correct that's what we're seeing here cool. it's a dimple not a birthmark or anything and you you think that you have a similar Look, I appreciate Dr. Phil needs people on his show. And, you know, I appreciate that this, you know, girl is after something. But it is so sort of obvious to anyone that looks that this is not the same, that she's not Madeleine McCann, that it seems uh, cruel, perhaps, or sort of ghoulish to to go along with it really in any in any way, shape or form. Um, I think it's a uh, bit of a poor show for Dr. Phil. I thought he's supposed to be like, you know, sympathetic and kind of out there, the helping people. It is, I don't, I don't know if this is really helping anybody. Uh, she doesn't look anything like Madeleine McCann. There's just, there's almost no connection whatsoever. The, like if I said I was Madeleine McCann, would Dr. Phil have me on? No, he'd call me a lunatic, right? But I mean, you got you got to draw the line. Well, sure, you have to draw the line somewhere. But they've 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 drawn it in the wrong place uh, with this girl. I mean, listen, God bless her. You know, I hope she I hope she gets what she's looking for. But I I I don't think this is it. Let's uh, I think this is a rough turn of events for for all involved. Uh, Zelens President Zelensky security forced to intervene in Bear, Bear Grylls interview uh, over fears he could poison him what was he out with him at trying to get him to eat like frog's bollocks or something to like take him onto the island you know what I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Bear Grylls was a Russian stooge you've seen his moustache recently come on Bear Grillski. Come on, Berovich, Grilski. Hmm, I could see it. He's playing the long game. He's deep on the inside, so he's gone all the way in to become a like a beloved family favourite of, of 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 not just the Brits but the Americans too. And then just when he just just when you know, just when Russia need him, they flick the switch. His eyes roll back and he just eats Zelensky. Literally, his jaw reticulates like a giant, like a giant snake, a 
giant delicious bear grill snake will slimy and squirmy. He starts squirming around and he just swallows Zelensky straight down. All the security flapping around, they don't know what to do. You know, bears just sort of hissing and like and you can hear Zelensky still screaming inside of him. He's he swallowed him whole. And they're all like, oh, oh God, what should we cut him open? And they're like, oh gross, a snake. Oh, is it gonna be slimy? And they sort of grab it like, you know what, it's not actually as slimy as I thought it would be. It's kind of it's smooth, but it's not like really slimy, like it's not wet. I thought it would be wet, but it's not. It's kind of Oh, touch it. No, God, no, I don't want it to. Oh, no, you're right. It's not actually like slimy. We should get Zelensky out of there, though. Like, yeah, what are we, how are we going to do it? And he's just really slowly digesting it. He's like, oh, get me out. Send me more money. Get me out. Oh, we need another hundred billion. Send some tanks. Oh. And Bear's just chomping him down. Oh, he's just swallowed him all. Oh, and then he just. Cough something out. Oh, it's just his little green T-shirt. Oh, that's it. It's done. The war's over. Zelensky's gone. And then, um, well, they they kill Bear, obviously. But it doesn't matter. He served his purpose. They make him into a nice little what's that? Shoes, handbag. It's nice actually. Done a good job of it. It's not a bang up job on those shoes. To be honest, they give him a Snoop Dog. Got some of them Bear grills, Gators. Bad, bad impression. The impressions have been really bad uh, today. What do we do? Woody Allen, nightmare. Really, really bad. Really not good. Um, who else was there? Did I do Fuentes? Don't know. I wouldn't even know where to start with the Fuentes impression. Uh, God. Anyway, what was that? Snoop Dogg. Christ. Avoid. Avoid like the plague. What's this one? Oh, that's, that's, things down. Oh. I'm gonna come. Anyway, Bear Grylls' interview with Zelensky took a strange turn when he offered the Ukrainian president a bit of chocolate by, by and his security team intervened. Well, you know, fair play to the security team. They're obviously on it. What's he doing him offering him a... What's, what was it? Quality Street or something? What was it? Was it one that he didn't want? Something. What was it? Like the strawberry ones or something? It's like, oh, I don't really like... It's just a bit... Going a bit... Get a bit claggy. No, I like the coconut ones. I like the coconut ones and the sort of like the toffee coins. So he's he's taking all the strawberry ones out to give to Zelensky. It's a nice gesture. Actually, he thinks about it. It's a nice gesture. They thought he was going to poison him. You can see the snippet of the big interview which airs on Channel 4 this week. Um, when's Zelensky going to be on the Joe Rogan podcast? Come on, when's he... I want to see him on there. I want to see Shamima Bagan on there. I want to see uh, Charlie Bronson on there. Let's get all the, get them all, get them all back. <clears throat> you know, I'd say you want to see Kanye again, but Jesus Christ, I mean, you watch some of the podcasts that he did, like the one with Lex Friedman. I mean, you know, bless Lex, he's doing his best. But like, they're kind of unlistenable, really, because it's just like, I mean, it. He's just like the ramblings of someone on a you know on a on a trip of of some kind uh, anyway the um the cultural hot takes of late 2022 today on coffee and memes uh, grills said grills was appearing on good morning britain to discuss the forthcoming interview and host susanna reed said um I'll do a susanna reed impression when you uh, uh, when you say uh, they take nothing for granted 
Uh, they literally take nothing for granted. Uh, one of the ways you thought about breaking the ice was to offer him a chockey. Let's uh, sit on a park bench like two friends have a little bit of chockey. Um, security team were quick to jump in and refuse in case the chockey was poisoned. Grill said, I get it. I get it. Normally, when I've done this before with world leaders, the wild does half the job for me. It's a great leveller. It's a great icebreaker. They're out in the mountains. Sorry. Perhaps I'm ill. I don't know. What's going on with Bear Grylls' moustache? He looks like... Uh, if you follow the Instagram account for the Babylon Bee, uh, they often do um, humorous uh, things, like when people get cancelled or sort of banned from stuff, that, you know, there was a sort of bit where they, like... Um, you know, try and sneak back on as a sort of like in like a Mexican disguise. Um or it was like Hillary Clinton running again, but you know, running as uh I don't know, sort of Mexican but anyway. But, but if you you know what I mean, you'll 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 see the human in that. But he literally he looks like if if he had a sombrero on as well, like it's you know, the mustache is I mean it's bordering on on appropriation, quite honestly. Um it's I think it's the fact that it's not stopped at the lips. It goes down a little bit, but it doesn't go down all the way to the jawline. So it's that fact that the moustache stops halfway between the corner of the mouth and the jawline. That's what gives it the strong sort of Mexican bandido kind of vibes. Uh, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just perhaps confused by it. Uh turned on by it maybe uh could be could be getting me a little bit hot under the collar there's something going on with it and it's leading me more to believe that he might be a russian stooge i'm just i'm confused back on uh, gmb grills revealed that zelensky told him about what keeps him going during the war against vladimir putin's russia he said that he had now else to do didn't have much on uh, if anything, it come at a, a decent time as he was at a loose end, quite frankly, and nothing like a war to uh, keep you busy. That's nice, isn't it? You know, you've got to look on the bright side, isn't it? Um, good. Vibrator maker paid out $2.4 million after being accused of tracking users' sexual activity. Oi vey. Oi hoy. Uh, a sex toy company uh, paid out four million Canadian dollars, which is about thirty-eight British pounds, uh, to customers uh, after being accused of uh, tracking people without their consent or knowledge. Uh, Canadian brand WeVibe agreed to cough up six grand per customer. Jesus, I'd have someone track my uh, track my action for six grand. Uh, per customer after flogging the so-called smart vibrators which tracked their use following a lawsuit in 2017 hold on is this you know come on really is this five six years old news or was it only just christ what are we doing here this is really old i mean sure i mean it's kind of sort of thing you've come to expect from this podcast but Embarrassed, saddened, shocked. What a horror. How will we ever move on? Michael Gove confronted about his cocaine use after ban on laughing gas is announced. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, they have banned laughing gas. Uh, laughing gas set to be banned in the UK. Boo-hoo. Uh, boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. Well, look. You know, we stand for nothing, but yet at the same time... Why are you banning it? Why? What, what, what are the risks? I mean, ge- generally. I mean, genuinely. Like... Too much nitrous oxide can make you faint, lose confidence, lose confidence, lose consciousness, or suffocate, according to Frank. And people have shared horror stories about their experiences after using the drug. Again, though, comparative to alcohol, let's be honest here, nonsense. I mean, it's bloody laughing gas. It's... Pfft. I'd say ban it on the fact that, that they make a bloody mess, those canisters. They make a bloody mess and a bloody racket. With those with those damned canisters, you know, going to going to festivals in the you know let's let's be honest the, the twilight of the twilight of my career, uh, and just want just wanting to go to sleep. It's it's two o'clock in the morning. You all need to bloody well go to sleep. But no, every two seconds it's bloody. And you can faintly hear someone's head throbbing. And then... Pack it in, will you? Pack it in. Pack in that mini rig while you're at it. Bloody well, pack it in. It's two o'clock in the damned morning. All right? I don't care if it's Friday night at Boomtown. It's time to go to ruddy bed. Uh, the drug, yep, uh, the drug known as nitrous oxide has become popular among young people uh, looking for a quick hit to help them feel relaxed or giggly. Uh, it doesn't come without the risks. Uh, under existing law, the production, supply, and importation of nitrous oxide uh, for its psychoactive effects is illegal, uh, though possession, apart from in custodial settings, is not. Uh, however, the government is looking to crack down on the use of NOS. As part of a wider attempt to eradicate antisocial behaviour. In a plan set to be announced by Michael Gove next week, the government will target public drug use, fly tipping, and lower level crimes like graffiti, uh, with a strategy dubbed Hotspot Policing. Hotspot! Um, a specific policy where they only police black people. Oh, nice one, Met Police. Oh, cool. Yeah, I jest. It's uh, satire, be there. Uh, Home Secretary Sorella Braverman, I'm sure she's uh, got some good takes on this, uh, is expected to make a change to the existing drug misuse laws, uh, which will allow law enforcement to prosecute people who are found in possession of nitrous oxide. In public, okay, only those who have a legitimate reason to have the gas, like hippies uh, or dubsteppers, uh, for example, uh, or for using it for food preparation or medical reasons, uh, will be exempt from prosecution, uh, though there are also set to be new restrictions imposed on the size and volume that people are allowed to purchase. The ban on possession of laughing gas forms part of the new plan, uh, in effect to address growing concerns uh, about both its impact on health and the mess that those metal canisters cause uh, in the streets of the UK. As well as changing the rules on the NOS, government could give police powers to carry out drug tests on the spot. 
uh, on the street for the first time and expand on instances of criminals being tested for drugs after their arrest. Uh, those who are found in possession, blah, blah, blah. Oh, attended drug awareness course. Police. Police. Of course you're aware of drugs. You're on them. For God's sake. Uh, those who are found to be engaging in antisocial behaviour like fly-tipping and graffiti will be hit with short and sharp punishments. Hmm. Uh, the Times reported such as requirements to clean up, repair any bloody damage you've caused within 48 hours of committing the offence. Well, yes, fine, sure. I don't know. Why don't you just? Why don't you just make leaving the metal canisters illegal? Just so that you got look. Do your do your bloody laughing gas, but clean up your mess. Could could you not just do that? Do that with do that with the the smack and the heroin as well. Don't, you know, you just make leaving the needles around illegal. You know, you just uh, do it with bag. Just make chatting shit about your, the screenplay you're thinking of writing. Make that illegal. Make pretending that you're going to start a small business whilst on cheap Alba Albanian nose bag. I, honestly, I cannot talk today. I don't know what is happening to me. The words are just not coming out of my mouth in the, the, right, the right order with the letters in the right order. Listen, don't make the bag illegal. Just, like, just, yeah. Just, I don't know, make going to the cash point at four o'clock in the, in the muning, in the, maybe I'm ill, have I had a stroke? What's going on? I've had a long day, I'll be honest with you. I've worked from very early. Very stressful work. SQL databases. Don't don't start with me. It's been a it's been an ordeal. Ugh. Too too much in, in the matrix. Too much matrix, not enough Bugatti, I think. Look, Michael Gove's been on the gear and he's got a thing or two to say about it. Gove has been confronted about his past cocaine use after the government announced that it would be banning laughing gas. Uh, you've probably seen evidence of laughing gas use before, those little metal canisters littering the ground, people with fucking mini rigs, and people who live in vans. Government is set to announce a plan which will allow the prosecution of people found to possess nitric oxide in public. Front and centre of this announcement is Michael Gove, uh, the Secretary of State for levelling up. Imagine... Imagine having a Secretary of State for levelling up. What kind of bollocks is that? What kind of bollocks is that? But he has been confronted with accusations of hypocrisy over the ban on laughing gas because he likes to get on the fucking chalk, mate. Gove was confronted by Sophie Ridge on Sunday, given that he has admitted to taking cocaine. In the past, I was asked whether or not it was right to punish people for taking drugs when Gove himself has admitted to drug use in the past. Um, we all know oh, how careful we are. Fucking do me a favour, mate. Um, sorry, let's try that again. Where people may look at politicians who've taken drugs themselves and thinking, hang on, it's a bit hypocritical. No, I think it's because I've learned. Okay, what have you learned? Uh, that it's a mistake, worse than a mistake, uh, to. Uh, regard drug taking as somehow acceptable. Is that it? That's all you. That's all you're gonna. That's all you're gonna give us. She's not gonna clap back. She's not gonna. You know. So what you're saying is it's okay to do gear if you say sorry afterwards, 
or if you you know it's okay to do gear if the day after you delete your dealer's number out of your phone for at least a week it's okay to do gear if you regret it the next day yeah and learn to not do it for at least another week yeah it's okay to do gear if well they probably it was probably mainly like i don't know it was probably mainly like meow and it or something it probably wasn't actually that much gear in it or it's okay to do gear if it's actually like really good stuff it's like 80 quid a gram it's flake yeah then it's fine because it's like you know it's like good stuff and you know how often like how often do people have that i mean it's rare this is come from this isn't like albanian pub grub you know this is the proper stuff yeah so it's all right if it's the proper stuff that's fine you know and it's like come on it's like it's tom's leaving party what are you gonna do not not do bag i mean well it's friday you've worked all week yeah maybe gove says it's all right to do bag if you've worked the whole week and it's friday that seems that seems okay doesn't it it's all right to do bag if you didn't buy it but you were offered it yeah it's fine to do bag if at the beginning of the night you said there's absolutely no way i'm gonna do any bag tonight seriously guys tonight i'm just few beers few beers couple of shots maybe but absolutely no bag tonight and then you know few more beers someone's got a number you know your man's got a number and then you know go go cash point you know but you said you weren't gonna right and you had all the best intentions so under those circumstances it's probably fine it's fine for michael michael gove to take bag and go to a jungle club on his own fine it doesn't matter he's on his own you know he was he's louis through he's doing it as part of an investigation it's no problem still knows what's up it's, it was three for a hundred it's fine what are you, are you gonna turn that down well, and he said if you call him again he'll, he'll knock it he'll do him at 30s each any any on top of that do him at 30s come on come on gove michael gove secretary of state for leveling up fucking secretary of state for racking up more like hey gove fucking look like a deflated ball bag look like a shaved deflated ball bag that someone's put their glasses on for a laugh he should he should be forced to do all of the gear like if your dad catches you smoking when you're underage and forces you to smoke the whole pack in a row you should be forced to do all the nose bag in albania gove with your face like a deflated ball bag someone's specs that are put on there for a laugh gove secretary of state for leveling up michael gove um of course it's absolutely right that we uphold the law in this case yes the advisory committee have offered their advice but ultimately it's ministers who are responsible what is this i'm perhaps i've missed a bit um 
She asked Gove, are you really going to give people a criminal record for taking laughing gas? Gove insisted that the government had to deal with the scourge of drugs and said that they would not be following guidance from the Advisory Council on the Misuse of Gudge, which... Oh, said... What? Said they would not be? Um... Oh. Oh, dear. Gove insisted that the government had to deal with the scourge of drugs and said that they would not be following the guidance from the Advisory Council on the Misuse of Drugs, which had recommended against banning laughing gas. He replied... Oh, nice one, Gove. He replied, um, we want to make sure that we deal with the scourge. It is the case that we need to be clear that there are types of activities that cause distress to to others in public, and it's unacceptable. There are ageing DJs trying to sleep in tents, and all they can bloody hear is... They're trying to go to sleep. They're regretting ever coming to the festival. Of course it's absolutely right. We uphold the law in this case. Yes, the advisory committee have offered their advice, but ultimately it's it's ministers who are responsible. We believe, collectively, it's absolutely vital that we deal with the scourge. And in the same way. I shall be out there on a Friday night patrolling pub toilets, making sure that no one is doing bad without my consent. I shall be trotting up and down uh, the toilets of uh, the toilets of West London, popping my head around the door of each in turn. And should there be a couple of fintech bros in there having a bit of a nose up, then I will step in there. And in order to stop them doing the drugs, I shall be forced to do them all myself. I do not like this, but I will have to do it. It will hurt me a lot more than it hurts them. Pathetic. Michael Gove, Secretary of State for Leveling Up, on the bag. Pfft. Outrageous. Um, we have uh, that there's a swingers club um, who wouldn't let in uh, fat lasses, and there's been a backlash. Uh, so that's that's the thing that's going on in Australia right now. Exclusive swingers club forced to change strict entry rules after receiving backlash on size of women that can enter. Maybe one of it was height. Well, you must be this high uh, to get <laughs> an exclusive swingers club in Australia has been forced to change its strict entry rules uh, after a backlash over its size requirements for women wanting to get in. The Monkey Club says it's simply the best swingers club in Australia. Though one would assume the most swingers club would probably be tooting their own horn on their own website as well. It wouldn't be very encouraging to go to a swingers club website and they admit that they're not that great. Okay. Anyhow, the Monkey Club is located in Melbourne and declares itself to be the only venue in Australia with a genuine screening process. You'd think you'd have to, wouldn't you? If you're going to run a swingers club, like, the point of going there is to do the shagging with everyone, right? You, you, you go there with your, with your partner and the point is that you get it on with others. You don't want to go there with your, with your hot partner and find that everyone else, everyone else there is... You know, like a four or something. You're like, I've come out for a kebab and I've got steak at home. This is this is silly. You know, you, you, you're there looking at some four, get on top of your loved one. It's like watching your favourite pub burn down. Not good. So you'd want to go to somewhere that was going to uphold... On the, honestly, I think I've had a stroke. You want to go somewhere that's going to uphold some sort of beauty standard. Um, 
I'm not saying that size is the metric that they should be going for. Um, I'm just saying you you know you want to be there wants to be some sort of there wants to be some sort of process. You know you don't want a full, fully open borders policy. Possibly use the Australian points method. Uh, however, uh, it's this process which has landed them in a bit of trouble, and it's now changed its entry rules. Uh, a bit in response to a backlash over size requirements for people hoping to join in the fun. Uh, if you want to get into this club, you'd be a, you have to be aged between 21 and 35, fine, willing to send photos of yourself in your undies, holding up something with the current date for judgment, sure. Uh, nothing that blocks your face, like sunglasses, uh, and you're also, uh, also on your honour to not suck in your chest to deceive the photographer. <laughs> Die fucking suck in your gut, mate. Die fucking suck in your paunch. Nah, mate, you gotta see, we gotta see, you gotta let it all hang out, mate. However, this is where the monkey club has been forced to change its rules, according to the Herald Sun. The rule used to require women to be between size 4 and 8. That is quite small, I will say. Um, uh, they wanted to be part of the club. This was met with a backlash. Well, I tell you what, like, don't like it, don't go. There's there's that one, isn't it? It's like not everything has to be for everyone. Make your own make your own swingers club. You're nothing stopping you making your own swingers club where everyone can come. If that's how you want to do it. Uh, this was met with a backlash which resulted in the list requirements being changed by the swingers club. Uh and now on its website it says women must be within eight to twelve uh size range. Alright, so hold on a second, what about those size sixes? They're now not allowed in, eh? That seems unfair. well, this is, this is this is disgraceful. Um, this is hilarious. the The rules for men wanting to join in my club are also pretty strict. As while there are no specific sizes, uh, they've got to be. The website states no excess weight around the waist or stomach. Uh, and you know it's serious because they put it in all caps. Uh, men wanting to get in must be slim or athletic or muscular. And like the women, they've got to submit a picture of themselves in their undies, with their face clearly visible, um, and they must have a hog of decent length and girth. Listen, yeah, if you're making your sexy swingers club, I think I think you should you probably should have every right to, you know, define what um, who comes in really. It, I mean, perhaps you know, you know, it's not, they're not. You know, they're not, they're not like limiting races, are they? <laughs> you know, they're not, you know, it's not Kanye's sex club. Yeah? I mean, you know, pre-21 Jump Street, obviously. But, listen, listen, man. It's Australia, yeah? Just out to drink a few beers in the sun, have a good time, get your rocks off. Come on. Just let, just look. Just shag them all. Just let them all in and shag them. Let all the girls of all the sizes come into your club. Let them all come flowing in like a waterfall. Like a waterfall of naked flesh and shag them. Shag them all. Shag some on the sofas. Shag them on the floor. Shag one up against a wall. Shag one over a sort of uh, antique bureau. Shag one on a chaise lounge. Uh, shag one over one of those sort of globe uh, liquor cabinets. Don't spin it. Just shag on it. 
shag one over that, uh, shag one on a bearskin rug, shag one in the toilets when you'd just gone in there for a piss, but there was one in there, so you'd shag them anyway. Shag Michael Gove, who's in there doing a bit of gear. Shag the woman who was uh, interviewing him, uh, um, put a, a laughing gas canister in her bum. Um, shag them. Shag them all. Uh, that's my tip for anyone running a swings club in Australia. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it is the end of the show. Um, I'm just getting up the Patreon list um, of decent, honest, God-fearing folk that support the show. Uh, if you want to join the Patreon, you get an episode, extra episode a week. It comes out on a Friday morning. Hopefully, on Friday, this stroke will have passed. Although I'm giving you uh, no guarantees. Um, thank you to everyone who is on the Patreon. Uh, that is, of course, Adam Payne, Ed Smart, Alistair Michael, uh, Jeff Spencer, John Forsyth, Anderton, That Played, Gordon Price, Hodge, Lupe Salazar, Nick Brock, Hendo Bartendo, Chode Rider, Alex Wilson, Joel Potter, Matty Tompkins, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R, and Rhys Mosson. Uh, Patreon.com slash slash Threshold FM. Uh, I shall see Patreon people on Friday. If not, I shall see the rest of y'all next week. Chody's going to play some records now. Is that right? I don't know. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Keep listening and find out. Um, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, right, bye then. Thursdays 8 till 10 for child.